2 Kings chapter number 6, and uh, we'll start reading in verse number 24. We're going to have a pretty good lengthy bit of scripture. I do have an outline for you. Um, uh, all the scripture is not going to be on there, so you're going to want to uh, look it up so you can follow along there. Um, we're going to talk about the calamity that takes place uh, last week, or the last two weeks, we talked about the search that took place. Uh, they were trying to get rid of Elisha, trying to kill him. And uh, <clears throat> now something that takes place next. <coughs> the calamity, uh, uh, an, an event uh, causing great damage or distress. So here we are. We're going to jump right into uh, a certain text. We're gonna, I want to read something to you um, in verse number 23. We'll start there. That's where we ended last week, but I just want to go ahead and read that verse to you, and then we'll jump in verse number 24 and try to explain a little bit there. Verse number 23, the Bible said, and he, prepared, he prepared a great provision for them, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and <coughs> they went to their masters, so the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Now, the Bible says that the bands of, Israel, the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Now, after uh, reading this next section of Scripture, I, I, I said a statement last week that was, that was not true. So I want to clarify the bands of Syria did not, first of all, they never came back to Israel. The bands did not. And the bands were that they would come into the outer sect of Israel and come through and just, just wreck and re uh, go through and just steal a bunch of stuff and just kind of kill some people, but not necessarily, they weren't necessarily out there to, uh, to kill the whole tribe, um, but they were just going through pillaging and like, uh, you know, just pirates and just stealing everything they could get their hands on. That's what the bands were, uh, from what we, from what I've read and what I understand that to be. Now, the reason I say that is because God protected the Israelites from those bands coming through and destroying them. And we see that in verse number 23. But Syria continued to attack Israel in verse number 24. Uh, in verse number 24, the Bible says, And it came to pass after this that Benadam, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in, Syria, in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of doves dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, cried a woman unto him, Help, my lord, O king. Now we're going to stop here and just kind of introduce what, what is going on here. Okay? So first of all, let's look at the cause for this event. What is this? What caused this event to take place? If you will see in verse number 25, the Bible says that there came a great famine in Samaria. But what took place is verse number 24. The Bible says that Syria gathered all the host and besieged Samaria. Do you know what they did? They surrounded Samaria so that they couldn't go. They couldn't come. They couldn't leave Samaria. And they surrounded them basically where everything was taking place inside. So the famine came where they didn't have anything on the inside of the city because they were surrounded by the Syrians. And the Syrians stayed there until 
basically there was nothing left. And verse number 25, it kind of tells us that this, uh, that it came, an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver. Score is 20. Four is multiplied. So (coughs) take four times 20 would be 80. So 80 pieces of silver for an ass's head for them to eat for food. Now, <coughs> that's kind of expensive. So this is, what, this is what was taking place. And then you'll see in this, also in this text, that the fourth part of, of a cab of doves, what? Dung, poop, was selling for five pieces of silver. So for food, they were selling <coughs> the ass's head, which is the donkey's head, for 80 pieces of silver. And then they were selling dove's dung to eat for five pieces of silver. So how, what kind of famine, I mean, how, <coughs> how bad had things really got on the inside of Samaria? Really bad. So they, they had besieged them. They had over, basically taken over where they couldn't get their supply. They couldn't get their, their meat and, their, and, and all their good stuff into that city. The Syrians had so what, what caused this? There's a couple different causes for this. This is what was taking place. But what caused it is the Israelites' <coughs> enemy. Goodness. Israelites' enemy caused it. Who was the enemy? The Syrian army. Now, I want to read to you a text in Proverbs chapter 29. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to read it and we'll go back. <coughs> Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number one. He says, <coughs> okay, he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. You know what Israel's problem was? You know what Samaria's problem was? They didn't listen to who? God. Oh, well, they didn't listen. They didn't listen to God. They, they, didn't want, <coughs> they didn't want the advice of Elisha. <clears throat> they didn't want the advice of Elijah in the past. They sure didn't want his advice now. And so what these children of Israel were doing, the reason this was taking place was because of the wickedness that was in their city. The wickedness, the folly of Israel. Now, to be said, the Bible says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Now, this country was going through <coughs> a difficult time because of the sin, because of the wrongdoing that was in Israel. They didn't look to Elisha for the answer. They looked for many other different things, but they for sure wasn't looking for Elisha for the answer. Now, I will say this, that... If, uh, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves, our country, in the same state. <coughs> oh. I have a cough drop in my mouth. I got a couple bags underneath the pulpit. Man. <clears throat> they are. They are. Mm. 
But simply this is that if we're not careful, <clears throat> the judgment of God will fall on our country if we have sin in our country. Now, I will say this too, though. If you go back to Lot, <clears throat> when Lot was living in Sodom and Gomorrah, God was willing to spare that city for righteous people. Yeah. Amen. Okay? So the judgment of God can be spared for countries, for nations, for cities, if <coughs> there are righteous people. So I would hope that I could be that righteous person that keeps judgment, or you, we could all be that righteous person that keeps judgment from coming to certain places. But judgment will come, judgment does come, and I believe that there are sometimes, not all the time, I believe sometimes these major um, events, weather events that take place in certain places, and I'm not, don't say every time, I don't think that, but I think sometimes those major weather events is the judgment of God on certain places. I do not think that all the time it is, but I think there are times when those things do happen, God is judging those places. There are places in this world that do defy the, the God of heaven. And you will see a lot of those times when those places are like that, that they have the judgment of God on their life or the judgment of God on their city or country or <coughs> even state. Mm. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any thoughts? The judgment of God is true, but God is not going to judge if there's righteous people. Because the righteous, as the Bible says, righteousness exalteth the nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. We live in sin, we are, and, and, and the wickedness in this country is, is, is wicked. What keeps the wrath of God from destroying or having its effect on, on America? I believe that we live in the greatest country in the world. We have unlimited resources at our hands. I believe not only that, but I believe we live in one of the greatest age in the world, uh, the age of technology. I mean, it is out of this world, the technology that is in, in today's. You have in your hand, more often than not, more more uh, computer uh, brain than what they had 60 years ago in a computer that would fill this room up. I mean, in your hand. That's right. But that, all of that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, living righteous in an unrighteous world. As a Christian, we must live righteous. Who was righteous at this time? Who else, who was righteous at this time in Samaria? Elisha was. Now, he did probably have some followers that were with him, but ultimately, can you imagine this famine and something that you have to choose to eat is uh, dove dung? Five pieces of silver, pay your, pay your five pieces of silver to eat. <laughs> oh, a pint? Mm. Mm. You know how desperate you have to be for food to eat that? That's bad. That's very bad. I'm, we can get that way too. Very quick. I'm kind of picky. 
<clears throat> I'm not near as picky as Derek, but I'm picky. But I sure in the world don't want to eat that. No, no. And that's what kind of that's what kind of event was caused because I believe a lot has to do with the wickedness of Israel. But number two is the is the foe. But let's look at number two here. The conditions in the calamity. <coughs> in verse number twenty five, you will see inflation of prices. Um, look in, he said an ass's head sold for 80, 80 pieces of silver. That's expensive. That's expensive. Uh, you know, the inflation was caused because of, of what was taking place. Not only that, but then you also look at their food. What were they putting on their plate? They were, putting, they were okay with putting dove dung on their plate to eat. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I'm not signing up to eat that. Um, uh, there are a lot of things I might try, but I sure in the world don't want to eat dove dung. I'm not going to do it. But this is what was taking place in their calamity in this, in this event that was causing a great damage or, or distress. <coughs> their food. Okay. But not only that, but if you go down a little bit further in verse number 27, The Bible says, and he said, if the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? I'm sorry, verse 27. She said, help my Lord, O king. Verse 27. And he said, if the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? Listen to what takes place. And the king said unto her, what aileth thee? What's wrong with thee? What's wrong? And she answered, this woman said unto me, give thy son that we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow. They were killing their kids to eat them because they were so hungry. So listen, verse 29. So we boiled my son and, and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, give thy son <coughs> that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. Now, the food that they were eating. But then I want you to think about this for just a moment. Do you know what she was upset at? Do you know what she was upset at? She was not upset because she boiled her son. Do you hear what she's upset at? She's upset because the woman that said, hey, I'll boil my son, lied. That's what she's upset. Can you imagine what kind of mindset do you have to be that you're upset because the woman didn't want to kill her own son. Didn't want to boil him and eat him. What is wrong with her? Verse number 30. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes and he passed upon the wall. And the people looked and beheld he had sackcloth with upon, within upon his, uh, upon his flesh. What is going on in Samaria? They can't get food. They're wanting to, they're wanting to kill their own children. Uh, cannibalism is taking place. They're, they're eating and killing their own children because who, why won't they turn to the answer? Who could help them? Who's the prophet? Who's the preacher? But they, they, that's not even a thought to them. 
It is. It is their non-belief. The condition, the cause. And then number three, the condemnation. Look, look, look where the blame is placed. Who's to blame? Stop for a second. Look up. Who's to blame? Who's to blame for this calamity? Who's to blame for this event? Syria or, or themselves, right? right? Who does the king blame? Guess, guess who he blames? Elisha. Look at verse 31. Then he said, this is the king, God, do so and more also to me if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. You know what he just said? Give me Elisha's head. It's his fault. Look at verse 32. Okay, in verse 32, it begins to tell where Elisha's at. Elisha's in his own house, and we'll get there in just a moment. Kill Elisha? What kind of, what kind of thought process is this going on? Kill Elisha? Let's go back. Let's go back to the previous story. Verse number 18. What took place? Elisha blinded the Syrian army and led them right into the king and the king could do whatever he wanted to do with them. And what did Elisha do? <coughs> he protected the king. What did Elisha do? He, he foresaw what the king was going to do to him. He said, look, the, that guy's coming for me. You go hide. And guess what the king did? He went and hid. So who was Elisha protecting? The king. And here it is, not just a couple weeks later. And the king says, give me the head of Elisha now. Completely demonic. He is demonic. Well, he was the son of a murderer. Jehoram was the son of a murderer's. Ahab and King Jezebel, uh, King, uh, Queen Jezebel, murderers. That's who his parents were. Now, what do you think takes place? If Elisha was able to see that they were coming for, for the king, you think that he could see what was coming for him? Let's read. Good night if this cough don't get under control. All right. Verse number 32. But Elisha sat in the house, and the elders sat with him. So he was sitting with the elders. And the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, and he said to the elders, <coughs> See ye how this son of, son of a murderer has sent to take away mine head? Look. When the messenger cometh, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? Do you know what Elisha said? Hey, guys, listen. He's meeting with the elders, maybe the elders of the city. I don't know what was taking place, but he was having a meeting. And he said, I can hear him. I know he's coming. He said, the son of the murderer's coming to kill me. Put my head on a platter to go take away. He said, lock the door and protect me. And you know what they did? They locked the door and they protected him. Verse number 33. And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came unto him, and he said, Behold, the evil <coughs> is of the Lord, and what should I wait for the Lord any longer? And then Elisha said, 
Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, watch, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel <coughs> in the gate of Samaria. Do you know what he just prophesied to him? He said, tomorrow, the inflation's going to be gone. Food is coming. I'm going to tell you, King, if you would just listen to me, if you'd listen to God, you wouldn't be in this situation as it was. And I can hear your feet at the, at the feet of the door. And it's you. I, I, I think, I mean, just from what I understand here, he didn't open up the door to talk to the king. Okay? Because he knew what the king wanted. He knew that the king was going to kill him. Knew the king was going to cut off his head. He spoke through the door. Hey, king, listen, shut up, man. Tomorrow there's going to be food and, and, and everything's going to drop. All the prices will drop and it will be just fine for you to buy a barley loaf of bread and buy what you need to find, find flour for just a shekel. Pennies on the dollar if you will just wait till tomorrow. Then a Lord of whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. <coughs> you can see it, but you won't be able to eat it. Now, if you will, in the rest of this chapter, uh, lepers are in verse, uh, verse number 3. Lepers find uh, the camp deserted. And what they're going to find, if you will look forward, and lastly, number four is the conclusion of the calamity. He said, listen, here's the forecast. Hear ye the word of the Lord. And what he, what he was going to say is that these Syrians... Uh, are getting ready to leave. They don't know it yet, but they're getting ready to leave, and they're going to leave a bunch of food for us. So if you will, skip down <coughs> to verse number 6. Listen to this. Okay, the Syrians have, have, the, have the Samaria surrounded. Verse number 6, For the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise. What did they hear a noise of? Of chariots and a noise of horses even the noise, noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore, listen to what happens. Wherefore they arose and fled into the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. What took place? <coughs> God said... God said, hey, hey, Elisha, you tell them food's coming and tomorrow there'll be food. I don't know how, and Elisha, I don't even know, Elisha's sitting here going, he doesn't even know how that's going to take place. But he knew that he was going to trust God and said, God, God said, tomorrow food's coming. And uh, you go, there's four lepers, they go out <clears throat> and, they, and they're out there looking for whatever, looking for food maybe. And they see these tents of where the Syrians were camping and their, and their horses and their, and their donkeys and everything just like they left it and they walk into the tent and they start taking stuff as much as they can get. Oh man, we got to take it, take it, take it. And they take it. And then all of a sudden they say, well, let's tell them. So guess what? They went out there and they were able to find food, able to get their horses, able to get their ashes. <coughs> everything that they needed was in that camp. And the Syrians fled and ran away because God's, the, they heard a noise. Now, this is my opinion the Bible doesn't tell us this, but this is my opinion. If you go back 
to the previous chapter when we read when Elisha told, you remember what Elisha told uh, his servant? He said, hey, why don't you look on the hills? Because what, what's out there in the hills? You remember what was out there in the hills? He said, the heavenly host of God. He said, all the chariots of God are sitting out there. And, and, and God allowed his servant to look out there and see the chariots and see the horses. <coughs> my opinion, the Bible doesn't say it, but my opinion is that when they heard that noise, do you know what they heard? They heard the heavenly host of the chariots and they heard the heavenly horses begin to rattle their feet and begin to make it sound as if the enemy was coming. I mean, God protected the children of Israel again and again and again and again. Elisha said, hey, food's coming. And uh, God made the Syrian army leave by making a noise that wasn't there. Huh? Oh, no, they hired the Hittites to come kill us. We got to get out of here. <coughs> and there are times in our life we cannot explain, we'll never be able to explain it, where God comes in and he protects us. And you're like, whoa, what happened? I don't know. God did it. How did that take place? God did it. God protected the children of Israel. Anybody have any thoughts, questions before we move on? Anybody? I believe. Well, he had to get he had to provide food. So there he was gonna take it or they were gonna give it. What else to do? They left out so quick, man. They left everything. And I right. They left everything. They were so scared. And, and again, that's an assumption. You know, but that's my opinion. I feel like God, if God if they weren't going to give it, God was gonna take it from them. I agree because, I mean, it kind of coincides exactly to what Elisha said last week or was able to let his servants see, you know, with that. <coughs> Amen. Anybody else? He kept him as king. He didn't. He didn't. Really, he didn't remove him from being king. And that's just proof, though. Sometimes God allows us to have wicked rule, huh? Wicked leadership, and it's just part of His plan. And I think that's also part of judgment as well. Now look, and down in verse number 16, we're going to jump all the way down there. This is the prophecy fulfilled. This is him fulfilling the prophecy, or God fulfilling the prophecy. I'm sorry. <coughs> and the people went out and spoiled the tents for the Syri of the Syrians. So a measure of flour sold for a what? A shekel. And two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Verse 18, 17. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned <coughs> to have charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. 
Look, prophecy being fulfilled, if you'll look back in verse number two, he wanted to see, he said, I want to see the windows of heaven, but he said, but thou shalt not, you shall see it, but you shall not eat thereof. And that prophecy being fulfilled that he was going to get killed, the servant, that servant, that person, the Syrian person was going to get killed and he was trodden underfoot by all the people that wanted the food. All the people came running down and they killed him because they ran over him. He got killed in the, in the, what are the marsh pit or whatever, you know, the, all the people running. Stampede. There you go. I was trying to think of the stampede. But I, I'm going to close with this because my throat can't take no more. <clears throat> Christian, it's so important to know when God says, that's it. He means what he says. And if God, that's right, then he does what he says. <coughs> if God has promised something, it will come to pass. Elisha says, tomorrow you'll be selling bread. You'll be selling flour for shekel. I mean, I would say that the king maybe even laughed at him. And maybe the servants like, well, what is this guy telling? Oh, we're selling, we're selling a, a, an, an ass's head for 80, shekel, 80, 80 pieces of silver. You think that for a moment we're going to sell some flour tomorrow for shekel? That ain't happening. But God provided a way <coughs> through the Syrian army. And the reason why, I believe, the reason why the Syrian had so much food you know why they had so much food? Because they had to wait out the Sumerian. They were waiting out till all of those were about dead so they could go in there and just kill them all. If they were all starving, how easy of a fight would that be when you've got a full belly compared to someone who hadn't eaten? Hey, it pays to serve God. <coughs> all right. Anybody have any thoughts? How God protects His people. You know what He did there for those of His people. There He does for His us. Amen. Amen. A lot of times we don't see the hand of God. We just take it for granted what has happened. Right. But it's God's God's hand in you know doing what He does for His people. Amen. Amen. That's right. I think there's times that we, the hand of God moves and we just count it. Nah, it's just something that took place. And it's actually God providing for you. And it's, it's an everyday occurrence, you know. Hey, look, if you've got, if you have bills to pay and you've got a job, that's God providing for you. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? I mean, that's, that's just God doing what he does. You know, sometimes God provides for us and it's not a, wow, did you see what just took place? Because you know those lepers that went down there and found all that food? And even the, even, uh, the people from Samaria, when they went down there and found that food, they didn't realize that the, the, the Syrian army had ran away because they heard noise. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that. No. Well, they just thought, whoa, man, we got food. But it was God providing the way for them. <coughs> and they didn't necessarily know. They might have known, but more than likely, they didn't know about it. 
I didn't know about it. All right. Anybody else? You might have any questions. Okay. It's good. It's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy Elisha's life. I've been enjoying it. All right. Well, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I pray that you'll bless. I bless.